0: A woohooer, a hand clap, or a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW through were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Are you ready, Corey? Yeah, I'm getting ready. Are you ready, Buckeye Nation? Well, hey, I'm,
0: I'm getting ready. Off to the races. Can they catch it? No, they can't. Touchdown. Samuel cuts it back. Ohio State wins. Denzel Lord. You got barbecue back there.
1: Welcome to the Scarlet and Great Podcast. Let's
0: party, Columbus!
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Scarlet and Great Podcast. We have officially canceled your wait from the last podcast to this one. That's right. It is over, and it is time for another episode. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Unscripted Ohio Podcast Network this is Johnny Lunsford alongside my infamous co host, Florida Corey Thompson. Florida Corey, how are you doing, my friend?
2: Hey, I'm, I'm legitimately happy to be back with you, my brother. I uh, love seeing you, you know that. Legitimately happy to be talking to our listeners. Guys, I love you all. I appreciate every time you come to listen to us. We're just a couple of schlubs, but we love talking Buckeye football with y'all. We love interacting with y'all on Twitter. But right now I am mad at life, dude. <laughs> Just mad at life or lack thereof. You know, and that we do have so many blessings to count, don't get me wrong. I I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, it's it's like hell on earth or something like that. But it it has been a mentally stressful year. Can we can we agree on that?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um I that's is that do I am I reading that right when I've seen the reason uh, that you have said no, I kind of want to cancel the football season is that I want to cancel
2: the next two seasons? And there's a reason I've said that. I mean it isn't because I don't want to see football. I love football. yeah, I love football more than anything. college football to me is is one of the top three greatest things on this planet. It really is. I mean, there's your family, your friends, and then there's football college football to me, you know. God obviously comes above all else, but that's whether whoever you believe, whatever you believe, that's up to you. But family, friends, uh, college football to me is like, wow, it's it's just college football invokes every emotion possible. It makes you feel alive. It's it's amazing. You know, when and if you follow recruiting, as we said before in the show, it, it just becomes that much more personal to you. You know, you know who these kids are from high school. You get to root for them. You get to hurt with them when they when they don't succeed. You know, it's it's like we're and it just it's to me it's it's something that in a, a piece of Americana that needs to be intact. It needs to be protected. It's too important to so many people, and I'm not saying like you know life can't quote unquote go on without it. And I know we haven't canceled the season yet, but man, it feels like we're going to. I'm, and i'm just hearing more and more i'll give i'll give our buddy hot take empires i don't know his r- actual name but if he, he listens to our podcast time time i'll give it i'll give him credit he's the first one to come out and say uh guys i think college football season's gonna be done i have a couple sources on it and sometimes i wonder if he's kidding or not because he does like to take troll takes and, and to get people going but no he's not he would talk to me privately he says no I'm, i hate to be that way i've heard it from a couple of people that i trust um uh, and, and then all of a sudden, all the news started breaking about the meetings with the Big Ten presidents and and, all the, and everything else going on. And then you see more and more writers like Biddle and Austin Ward saying they're hearing not so good things about what's going to happen this season. But they don't want to quite just say what it is. And you just start getting that feeling, well, we're going to lose the season. And honestly, God, dude, I, look, it, it's not every American, obviously, but it impacts millions upon millions of Americans' mental psyche after an extremely tough year. And I and I think at the, you know in any other year you could say well, if we lose a, if we lose a college season it's awful but there's other important things in life but this year I think especially with what everybody's gone through it seems like no we need this this is a necessity at this point this isn't like something that's a luxury or a hobby right now we need this break badly badly I can tell you right now Johnny on a personal level all I do is work and I am b- extremely blessed to work. I completely count my blessings on the fact that so many people can't work, and it's. I feel so awful for them. I feel so stressed for them. Honest to God, sometimes I even carry that at night when I try to sleep. I'm so because str- I've been there. I've absolutely been there. You know, where's my next meal coming from? I don't even know. And I, I almost want to cry for these people who can't work. Sincerely, it's just awful. And I feel like we're over, we're overdoing it for what is a serious issue, but not so serious to where you have to destroy livelihoods over it. In my opinion. And, and honest to God, Johnny, it's just work every day. That's all I can do. And you can't really do anything else. You know, there's just so many restrictions on everything else, even still to this day right now. You say, well, Corey, you're saving lives. That's all fine and good. But right now, the mental stability of so many millions upon millions of people right now is equally as important, in my opinion, equally as important. And don't give me this crybaby uh oh you you can't go to your favorite bar you can't do that don't diminish it because it means a lot for people to get off the edge for a little while and and and, and this is part of why so, i'm sorry i'm going on a rant i apologize This has been this has been pent up in me for a while this is part of why there's people who don't agree with kneeling during games it's not because i don't respect your right to free speech it's not because i don't respect your cause it's not because i don't think you're even it's not because i think you're wrong on everything because I think there's a lot of things I do. With the, I, I do agree with the stance on that. It's just that I have we a lot of us have such hard lives, trying to make ends meet and trying to work our best and do our best that we just want three hours to get away from the stress of life, just to watch a dang football game or something, not to be reminded constantly of all the garbage that is still in life. We want a bubble, our own little bubble for three hours. You know, it's 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 not a matter of. Oh how dare I mean for some people it is don't get me wrong I know there's some people who argue this but for me personally, I'll speak for me personally it's not a matter of you disrespecting the flag I don't agree with it but hey you're right I respect that but I can I just get away from it for just a minute and I had one person argue with me well uh, Corey, they—they're all the injustices they're talking about. People weren't able to get away from that. I'm like, the people who are protesting the injustice absolutely get to get away from it. <laughs> <laughs> they absolutely do, and whenever they want, in fact, you know. So uh, they're millionaires. They can go off to an island and, do, and just get away from everything. It does, they can do anything they want. And most of us can't do that. The way we find entertainment is by watching them do their jobs that they get paid an absurd amount of money for. That's where I'm coming from on that. I know what's going on. I'm going off the rails. I'm going all over the place. I apologize. I've had so much of this on my own, on my head, my chest for so long. I've just refused to say anything about it because you know how, you know, how it looks when you say something that's not completely in in tow. But I love the fact that, uh, you know, reporters are going, you're eating reporters right now on the whole players want to play thing. We'll get into that a little bit there, but I'm just saying, as far as I'm just to get back to the original point, people absolutely need this right now. We need this to happen, Johnny. And I just, I'm not, I used to be so confident. I know you used to be so confident brother right now. I think it's gone. I think the season's going to be canceled.
1: You know, I agree with everything you said, the, the Americana reference you made is beautiful, beautifully stated. We do need this. I did. I heard a preacher, uh, like on a streaming thing today. He said he, he was in Arizona. He said we have, so many, ex- whatever number, of excess deaths this year. He said, here's the thing, only 60% of them are COVID. It means people not getting out and seeing, doing the things they get to do. More drug abuse, more suicides, more kids getting abused at home that don't get to have those face-to-face meetings with counselors who will recognize the abuse that they're routinely scheduled for because we got to limit person-to-person interaction, right? So the more abuse going on at home, we can't save them from these things. All in the name of doing the right thing and saving lives, we're killing people. These This government type of intervention many times is foolish. And I don't mean to get on uh, that kind of rant, but it is. It's absolutely foolish. This is what people don't care about, Corey. People don't care about lives and livelihood. No, no, no. They, want, they care about the initial statement made. The initial statement made was we have to save lives from COVID, right? Have to save lives from COVID. Then they turned it into we have to save lives. But no, no, no. You don't care about saving lives. You don't care about saving lives or else you wouldn't try to strip away every freedom that in turns, kills more people than it saves. You care about saving COVID lives. You care about oh, I care about mental health, mental health awareness. Be true to yourself, unless of course, it runs con contrary to your original statement that you actually agree with. Is just save lives from COVID, real quick. I don't mean to get political here, but it's like this, Corey. People don't care about financial injustices and uneconomics, uh, or or on or uh, what's the word of uh, distribution of wealth being out of whack. I don't care about that, Corey. You know why? They care with the they care about the original statement of the rich need to pay more. Never mind that the rich paying more would cost the poor people a lot of money and hurt a lot of poor people. No no no. What they really mean is the rich need to pay more. I wanna stick it to those rich people who get to wear Gucci every day of their lives and go live on an island when they want to. I just want to stick it to the... I really don't care about the economy because what I want would actually make things worse. Case in point, we will love mental health, but you want to take away all these things that treat people's mental health, that leads to many people dying, so you can save lives from COVID, but cost more lives. We need college football. You are absolutely right. And this is my thing. We had one day of practice, one day of practice, then a meeting, and everybody is is, the news is out, right? It's the president, the Big Ten, right? Um, over. uh, I'm like, what happened in one day? What happened in one day? Nothing happened. Well, we had Rutgers having a tough time because New Jersey's having a tough time. Uh, see something here about Northwestern quarantine, thirty-seven kids over a false positive. The governor of Ohio had a false positive. How many people out there, I'm wondering if asymptomatic is even really a thing. Since asymptomatic people can't spread the virus, but asymptomatic people also don't have any symptoms. Oh, and oh, guess what? This test is telling a lot of people they have it when they don't. Uh, Sounds kind of fishy to me. What changed? What changed in one day, Corey, that we got to cancel this thing?
2: That's another cliche I can't wait to get rid of is when people say well, I'm for the science. The science has literally said about six different things on the same topic. I you're mean, for the
1: science that go you're for again, they are for the original statement. Stop everything and stop COVID at all cost. There is some science that will tell you that, but there's science that will tell you about five other things too, to your point. So they don't care about the science. They care about the original statement.
2: And I and I said this to somebody today, and that's why I take on guys like Ben and Ar- Axelrod and Axelrod and Ari, uh, whatever his name is, I can't remember. Wasserman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I don't, you know, I'm sure at heart they are caring people, but I think they also care about their perception of themselves to the public more than I. I mean, when, I see when people go way over the top without any kind of uh, extra thought put into something. It's just save lives, save lives, save lives. Well, that's a nice, you know, way to put things. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a nice way to look at things. Yeah, of course, we all want to save lives. It's when you say stuff like that, it's insinuating other people don't want to save lives. But we can also look beyond the other uh, problems, you know, we can look beyond to what the other problems are being caused by some of the reactions to this. And it's it's like I'm tired of being being assumed that we're just selfish and don't care about kids because we feel like college football needs to be played. No, the statistics say that most, the vast, I mean, stupid amount of majority of college age kids are not in trouble from this. Yes, there's like anecdote here and there. I get that. OK, I think you're going to. Sh- My friend had his had his mother mail him a, uh, a an article from Illinois about a 28 year old need a double double lung transplant because of covid. Dou- I'm not doubting that story, but that's not the norm.
1: Anecdotes are fun, right?
2: It doesn't mean anything without uh, without data to back it up. You know, if if it was happening to like one out of every four kids that age, I'd be like, "Holy crap! Hold on, stop the season."
1: You know, but yeah,
2: they. But here's another thing we're not looking at: these kids want to take the risk. They've made that abundantly clear.
1: That's what's funny is these writers that come and get on their soapbox and everybody that have been all, "Covid is the worst." And then the kids come out. Protect the kids. You exploit them. And the kids come out. We got some Ohio State athletes: Master Teague, uh, Wyatt Davis, Tough Borland. I apologize for missing the others. I want to play. It's a privilege. You say I am. Trevor being ex- Lawrence
2: came out and said it from Clemson. <laughs> yeah.
1: You say I am being exploited. I say it's a privilege. There are some players that don't want to play. I think that's a power move by them saying I can flex hard enough and then you'll end up tr- paying me next year because I flexed. You got the Ohio State kids saying, no, I, I actually am compensated in certain ways. And that compensation is it's a privilege to play here. And plus we know the other things they get. It's It's a privilege to play here and we want to do it. And our school actually cares about us and they're taking care of us and we want to go play football for them. And then the writers <laughs> And then and then they want to turn around, well, some of you guys saying you don't want to pay kids and now you want them to play. Well, guess what? They want to play for free too. Given the choice of not playing at all or or playing for free, they they pick play for free because they feel it's a privilege. Corey I don't ask for money for everything I do. Sometimes I just like to do things, right? Yeah,
2: you know, and this is where I have to give Trevor Lawrence some credit. He came out and made it abundantly clear he wants to play. This is a guy, okay, I'm going to – look, I know every Ohio State fan is grimacing right now. Uh, Look, Trevor Lawrence is an absolute phenomenal talent. We can agree on that. Mm -hmm. I've never said different. And whether you think he's better than Fields or not better than Fields, they're two elite quarterbacks. I'm not trying to compare the two, all right? I'm so glad Fields is our quarterback, but I can recognize the fact Lawrence is also a tremendous talent. For him to come out and say, I want to play, when he could opt out, brother, he can opt out, go some, through some workouts, some Zoom workouts, and be the number one pick in the draft. He absolutely could. You know it's true. Do not try to tell me it can't, it's not. I know you're not, Johnny, but I'm saying, anybody listening right now, don't write me on Twitter and say, no, there's no way he'd be number one if he didn't play. That's You know he has an, every opportunity to be number one. You have You know that. And he's he saying he wants to play. And he also said because he loves his school. He loves the brotherhood. Well, I I have all the respect in the world for that. I, really, I can't deny that. It's like, my goodness, he's looking beyond just making the money. Even Fields himself came out and said, look, the money will be there. I, I'm not just about trying to make sure I get my bag. I love what I'm doing here at Ohio State, and I want to play for my brothers and things like that. It, Danny Cannell has said it. I've often ripped on Danny Cannell and for it, and I feel bad. I mean, now I feel bad for that, but I there are times I really disagree with Danny Cannell. But Joel Clad some of these kids legitimately aren't just thinking about money. They do just love playing football and they love playing for a university that they happen to enjoy, and they and they do and they do enjoy a lot of perks from playing in these universities, and they deserve those perks. I'm not you know, saying you know so so, so shut up really everything. No, we can we can debate and discuss. What else they should get as as uh, student athletes, but they but the bottom line is that that doesn't take away from the fact that they still do love playing, mm-hmm. you know, even at an amateur level,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and for these programs. And I love the fact that Ohio State players. I don't know if every single one of them agreed, but I know that a lot of them do. That they came out and said, "Look, our school is keeping us safe. They're doing, you know what? Then you know why they, I think they replied to that Big Ten United letter, Johnny. I have some theories on it, but I'm not trying to put words in their mouth." I think because they read that, and I read the letter myself, and it made the big town kind of sound incompetent, like they weren't doing many of these things that they demanded already. And I think these, these guys on Ohio State wrote this letter in response saying, but we are doing that. You're making these demands, making it sound like we haven't done it, but we're setting the standard. If you're not getting that, I don't know what to tell you. At Ohio State, we are getting that. And I'm not even saying it's extremely perfect. I doubt those kids think it's perfect, but I know that they feel competent or confident in it. I know they feel that the, they're doing, that the coaches are actually caring about their lives. And I know that these parents have been very vocal. G. Scott Sr., Randy Wade, uh, um, Chris, uh, Christina Miller, from Harry Miller's mother, uh, Dr. Teague, Dr. Corey Teague have all been very vocal. About how they feel, about how Ohio State has handled things. It's all been positive, honestly, Johnny. And I had it, and I had it with Bamani Jones. I mean, some of you all saw that on Twitter. I had it out with him. I'm going to say it right now, Bamani B- 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 Jones. I, res- I respect the fact that he has his own political views and he's very leftist. That's fine. I don't care about that. But sometimes we unfortunately project our own views onto what other we think other people should think. He
1: seemed to not be able to understand that the kids might feel differently than him.
2: Exactly. And and to say that, why is this needed? It doesn't matter if you think it's needed or not.
1: I'll tell you why. They believed that they were safe and they want to play football.
2: (gasps) How hard is that to comprehend? It's incredibly irrelevant what Bomani Jones thinks about what needed to be said.
1: Because he has it so set, and so many people have these things so set in their minds that these kids are victims, they're exploited, they've been uh some of them have been victimized by their race throughout life. Now some some of them have been victimized now by big institutions, and now they're victimized by COVID, and they couldn't possibly want to throw themselves right in the middle of that. They couldn't possibly, Corey, there's no way for them to feel that way, honestly. Yeah, but why are they had the th- to put him up to it. Yeah, but here's the thing. It is extremely plausible that Wyatt Davis woke up and said, I feel pretty safe. I like playing football. I like my brothers. I like like the black guys in this team. I like the white guys in this team. I like my white coaches. I like my black coaches. People treat me good. This university seems to care about me. Everything's not perfect, but I feel safe. And I'd like to play football this year.
2: You know, what? that's no, not man, so.
1: what. What about what I just said? Would be hard to understand
2: because it doesn't fit a narrative, and that's just the fact. It's <laughs> <This is> so
1: <laughs> funny. You get so woke that you create create a land of pure imagination in your head, and you think other people live in it too. That's just crazy to me. The the mental gymnastics people do, like Josh Meyer said, Corey. You're going to cancel my season, but then you're going to let me go out to restaurants and such. However, I'm in an extremely controlled environment, getting to do something I really like that's good for me. Um, but you don't want me to do that. But you'll let me go out to restaurants and such. Corey, remember when, when universities back in the spring official like dismissed classes and stuff? Not just Ohio State. Universities across the nation. You think those kids went home and bunkered down, or you think they went to house parties?
2: I think some of them probably did the best they could, and other times, like like the rest of us with them, needed, they needed a mental break, and they went and had some friends over and did some things. You know, right,
1: I think over. I think they absolutely went and partied. What are college kids going to do when classes get canceled?
2: They're going to go have fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, so but, you, you tell them they can't. You tell me they can't go play football now.
2: Well, and you know to, to further expand on your point, Johnny, that I agree with, of course. It's like. You saw how they reacted to George Floyd, right? They made the video about social justice. It's it's almost like for some reason we're combining social justice with their response to COVID. Now, look, I think it's pretty awesome the Ohio State statement they made about social justice. You can believe in social justice and you can believe in changing some things you think are wrong while also not feeling like a victim of the school you're at. It's Amen. possible to entertain both thoughts.
1: Yeah. Well, there there are many players, I bet you, at Ohio State right now that would say, I want more social justice, I want more racial equality, and I want to play football. Exactly. <laughs> but Bamani but Jones comes along and be like, how could you have those thoughts?
2: That it doesn't is, make sense.
1: It makes perfect sense,
2: actually. And by the way, college football has been amazing to black communities. It has. I mean, it's, it's, it's lifted a lot of people out of poverty, and thank God it's here. Thank and, God it's here. And think about know?
1: even the brotherhood it will create between people of different races on teams, fan bases. Like I said, man, the height of the Kaepernick stuff back in 2017 happened when we had that epic Penn State game. And like I said, that was, like you said, the escape from it all that sports gives you. Some... You were so ecstatic in the second half in the fourth quarter of that game. You didn't care what color the person next to you was, what political leaning they had. They had a Buckeye jersey on. You had a Buckeye hoodie on. You were brothers, man. You are brothers. Sports is healing in a lot of these ways.
2: Sports is unifying. It really is. Sports is one of the best things in America for unity. It absolutely is.
1: And, Uh, I mean, now, and granted... It, you, you might have, uh, then you might have an Ohio State extreme leftist and then uh, a, a Penn State uh, unicorn wearing, you know, tie dye t shirt having guy that hate each other. It can do the same thing, but, <laughs> but because they go to different schools. But you know what I mean. It, you're right. It can unify, it unifies those that it would not have otherwise probably unified. Yeah,
2: exactly. I mean, yeah, obviously fan bases are going to battle a little bit, but I think also the majority of fan bases, you know, not the stuff you see on Twitter, but the majority of fan bases actually, and I've encountered this when I go to college football games, yeah, we're cheering against each other and things like that, but honestly, we all it, it all makes us feel more human at the end of a game. You know, we feel a bit. I feel a little bit closer to even people who are up opposite teams. Now, there's always that drunk who's screaming they cheated or whatever. But you know <laughs> what I'm saying. The right. Majority of people are just okay. We lost that one. Let's move on. You know. And, hey, you know. Hope you hope you're safe. Hope you're safe. You know that. But uh, I've had great experience, like the the Gator Bowl when Florida and Ohio State. Florida beat Ohio State. I swear I had a great experience, even though we lost because the Florida fan base was excellent to me that day. And remember, i live. I mean, I've, trust me. I deal with the remarks about Urban Meyer plenty. But overall, Florida fans are still extremely nice to me. So and they know they know I'm a Ohio State fan. I don't hide it. So, you know, I, I don't know. I think sport, I agree with you. Sports can be an absolute unifier. And we've also said that, uh, you know, it's also been said that honestly, the safest place for these kids, if you're only worried about COVID, is on campus, around the best medical facilities on the planet, around coaches that care and keep them safe. You know, working out, keeping their heads, you know, focused on goals rather than sitting sitting around twiddling their thumbs, you know, at home where it could, could, the COVID could be going nuts and they don't have the proper safety protocol, you know, not only that, but if they don't have the proper safety protocol and they're around their elderly parents or elderly grandparents at home, they could actually get, put them at greater risk. They're actually, they're, they're more, they're more likely to be healthy on college campuses uh, right now than anywhere. And again, if these guys and I, and I will say this: if a player opts out and says, "Look, I just don't," like Jordan Hancock opted out of his final senior year of high school, and he gave a good reason, yes, you know about it. I completely respect that. You're making a decision for yourself. I have nothing against that. Nothing. I'm not going to lecture you like a Bamani Jones from my side. Because, who's you know, it's speaking like, for you? Yeah. Who, who's making you say this? You know, it's like no. You're allowed to have your own opinions, even if I don't agree with them. Obviously, some sometimes I'm just flat out wrong. Anyway, you're allowed to have your own opinions, clearly, and it's important to respect that. My my goodness, it's it's like, so why can't you return it to a player who says, "I want to play. I'm willing to take the risk. I want to play."
1: Could you imagine why is
2: that not respected in some of the uh, circles of the national media?
1: Could you imagine if someone came out when? the Ohio State players came out and made their video uh, that they wanted racial equality or whatever. And uh, some somebody said, well, I think the coaches put them up to saying that. Oh, jeez. You know, like... Richard Spencer
2: comes up. <laughs> I think the coaches put it up. <laughs>
1: yeah, like, no, nah, I think they probably really feel that way, dude. Even if they feel differently than you on something, that's probably how they actually feel, you know? <laughs> Seth, Seth, I'm actually applauding Ohio Seth State Townsend, for allowing
2: a lot of this student athlete-driven messaging.
1: Seth, Seth Townsend got detained because Chris Holtman told him to. Yeah, he put him up. <laughs> he, him. It's like that's such a silly thing to think. Um, I, I think the take,
2: funnier part is I had people asking me, "Do you think Seth Townsend get his uh, his Scully revoked?" I'm like, "Yeah." I he think didn't Chris even Holtman get arrested. Got a, he, he got detained for protesting a, a an unjustified death. I, I definitely think. I definitely think Chris Holtman saying, "Get off my team." I ain't yeah. having this.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you can. He probably should have moved when he was told to move or whatever, curfew, whatever. But yeah, I don't. I I think they were. I think the coaching staff is sensitive enough to the situation <laughs> that he's going to be just fine. I
2: actually applaud both the law enforcement and Seth on that incident. Where Seth, if you're not going to move, then don't fight. If you, exactly. you know you're going to get detained, just go with it. And the cops did not mishandle him. They didn't hurt right. him. They just, okay, we're going to carefully you, detain you. You wanted to get detained.
1: Away. Be honest. <laughs> What's that? They wanted. He wanted to get detained. Be he, honest. He might have. Yeah, and, I can't speak and for him. And yeah. the cops didn't want another <laughs> bad oh, incident. If
2: they, heard, if they heard a basketball player at Ohio yeah. State University, oh my
1: goodness. So... So, they, yeah, you're right, both parties. Um, it,
2: it looked like it was like four of them that were handcuffing them or whatever. And it's like, man, it, they, they're being really gentle. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, let's take a quick break for word from our sponsor, and then we'll get into some more stuff about this. All right. What's up, Buckeye fans? By now, you've heard about my friend Larry Faulkner's book, The Illustrated Guide to Financial Independence. I'd like you to check it out. Buy a copy now on Amazon. Larry is a retired Dayton, Ohio police officer who stepped away from work with a million dollar portfolio all because he has followed financial principles that are universally accepted as best practices and He's laid them out very easy in a book for you guys to follow so that you can enjoy your own fantastic retirement. This is not a pyramid scheme, not a get-rich-quick scheme. This is just ways to handle and manage your own money and make good decisions. His type of thinking has changed the way I look at money and has changed the way I look at my future. So get your copy today on Amazon of... The Illustrated Guide to Financial Independence. Yes, there are literal illustrations in here. Very easy to read book where you can see how to manage your own money and enjoy a retirement and a future where you call your own shots. Remember, there's a difference between being rich and being wealthy. Many of us may never be rich, but with Larry's principles, a lot of us can be very Wealthy, So check out your copy today. You cannot afford not to buy The Illustrated Guide to Financial Independence. All right, Corey. So if the Big Ten Commissioner or President cancels the season, um, I wonder if we can protest outside the home. Um, it's actually a wor- worthwhile cause. It checks all the boxes. You can't spread the virus that way. And you, uh, I mean, you you get things done. The, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? So... Other dramatic steps, Corey, besides that, uh, you know, you hear these things, people are tweeting out, they're hearing um, maybe the conf- Ohio State, the, the, big, the big money schools that you know are doing things right, that really drive the revenue when it comes to sports, especially football, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, I've heard even Nebraska's name thrown into it, because even though they're not very good, I'm sure they have resources, but um, cuz they have big big time passionate fan base and such they were once a powerhouse program yeah
2: 25 years ago yeah,
1: they uh they would you know kind of threaten we'll go do our own thing or we'll go join another conference or or do whatever we got to do to have a season they're probably they have the money and the resources too and they're probably a little more organized that they're actually taking the virus precautions and they you know they have pool here i just i think it sounds awesome if we gotta go just do a makeshift Notre Dame style schedule for a year, or if we gotta go join the Big Twelve for a year and the Big Twelve's gotta say, okay, we can't do round robin because we gotta do so many teams, but we'll mix and match it. We'll get you ten games in. We'll do, you know, uh that region now, uh, you know, all the original Big Ten teams will play each other, plus West Virginia will play them, and we'll do some crossover games, you know. It'd be cool to have a Michigan versus Texas, Ohio State versus Oklahoma regular season game, you know, type of deal sp- sprinkled in there, vice versa. I just don't know, Corey. And I've heard there's some big names, you know, some there's some real weight behind people leading these discussions. I don't know how plausible that is, though.
2: You know, I, I don't buy it. Uh, I would love for it to happen. I'd love to go to Big 12 for a year, I'd love to play Texas and Oklahoma. And then Michigan and Penn State, and uh, you know it—that would be a fun schedule, man. Tell me, you every every week you'd have an awesome game. It wouldn't there wouldn't be very many of those Rutgers games you hate. No,
1: you know, I, I think know. that when we have to play Kansas, would be about as bad as it gets. I'm not I'm, Kansas. Kansas probably, is better than Rutgers. It'd yeah. be a tougher tougher yeah. time than Rutgers, uh, especially with Les Miles out there. L-
2: huh? Les Miles doing a good job there. I mean, they're, they're, he's making them competitive. You still so. got the Les Miles clip? I do. Yes. You I might Throw, throw it in, in there. All right. yeah, I might have to throw that one in there, uh, but no. <laughs> even though he he sounded like he went, was brain dead in the conference, press conference, He uh, started doing CP, the, the CPR
1: on him. He's quite no, away. Something was wrong there. Yeah, I, I don't
2: know. Uh, he he just completely. I will play the clip for you. But uh, that being said, at the end of the show, I'll play the clip for you guys. Uh, that being said, he has them competitive, so that wouldn't even be a Rutgers game. That would be. I mean, we would beat them, but it would be a little more challenging than Rutgers. Or Maryland, you know, um, and
1: even if we don't get both Texas and Oklahoma, like you said, we can't do round one of them. is fine. No, I want
2: both of them. You better give me both of them. But it, it'd be, both.
1: but even if we don't have, because we'll say, look, if they're good enough, you'll play them in the Big, tw- big All right, Twelve that's fair. championship. If, if you game. allow
2: us to play in the Big Twelve title game, sure. Yeah. Uh,
1: say, say you don't get, te- say you don't get Oklahoma, and but Michigan does, so you get a Michigan Oklahoma game on the schedule. Um, you we get Texas. We get to play Oklahoma State, West Virginia. And Penn State and t- you know, teams we don't usually play, like bowl game style. Baylor, all. Kansas State. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Bowl game style all season long or That's every nice. other week. That'd be great. That'd be really cool. I just don't know how plausible it. Now I think the Big Twelve would do it. They'd be like, Yeah, hey, we share some revenue, whatever, you know. Dude, if you got one or two conferences playing only this year, uh I, Corey, I, I kid you not. Uh, I'll make my wife get another, a second job. I don't care. You could pl- You could put college football on pay per view every single week. People would buy it in mass numbers.
2: Yeah, you'll, you'll make Lana get a lawn mowing business. You know, it's absolutely. Like, I'll teach yeah. her
1: how to. She's been working out. She can pull start one now
2: exactly uh you know it'd be great i just don't see how it logistically we could work i mean there's a lot of traveling involved for for one and two well, not if
1: we all play west virginia <laughs> true we could all go
2: to west virginia bubble yeah uh that being said and also it's just making up a schedule right on the spot and uh the logistics of it in a few weeks' time to me is—I mean—I don't know if some people are going to say, "Well, they've already—they must have already been talking, Corey." Well, they may, even if they've been talking for two months, it's—it's it's hard to do. Well, you would
1: think too the Big Ten would do some posturing too to try to prevent them, but I don't think the Big Ten would have power and they'd be like, "Now, if you all step out, i ain't welcoming you back next year." They yeah. Ohio State, Michigan, be like, "Shut up, we're going to come right back and there's nothing you can do."
2: Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, be like, "You know, we run this this jerk water country, yeah. right?"
1: You you really want you want. The sports of Ohio State, the sports of Penn State, the academics and basketball of Michigan to just disappear, and you don't want us back? Okay.
2: You you want, and no no disrespect to my Michigan State friends, but you want Michigan State, Wisconsin to be the bell cows of the conference? Well, you okay?
1: That? You're the ACC now. Have yep. at it.
2: Congratulations.
1: You know, uh, don't play football. You know, I think uh, I think. I think that stuff just isn't plausible. but It's fun to talk about. I'd oh, love it would to It'd be, be so much fun.
2: It'd be video game fun every week. You know, I mean, you we'd have to expect a loss or two because that'd be just a brutal schedule. But uh, that, if they went undefeated with that schedule, I'd be like, this is the greatest team of all time. I don't even care anymore.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, if if in a year you beat, you know, if you beat West Virginia, Penn State, Michigan, Texas, Oklahoma. Um, that's your strength. The schedule would be: Darwin, pretty...
2: Baylor, Kansas State, Texas a oh, And t- SEC. I forgot, but uh, uh, you
1: know. out of all those, um, I don't know, Baylor, Baylor. Well, Baylor was good with Matt Rule. I don't know. How yeah, but they got though. the
2: new co- defensive coordinator, coach from uh, LSU, who left after a national title. Uh, Dave Aranda, whatever his name is. Yeah, they uh, might be pretty
1: good. So, and Gundy can always get a team elevated. from Yeah, time yeah. To Oklahoma time. State will be high flying. What class, I it you know. would be cool is. You, you you build your teams to compete in the like conference. Like the return. Yeah. Yeah. Now you go and you have a team spread out a lot more playing uh every other week playing a Big Twelve, more of an air raid style, more of a passing style conference. That'd be interesting. I mean, I think we got the guys to do it. You have, a game, where, you'd have a game where you have a game where you see yeah. you'd have a game where you see a lot of Marcus Williams and a lot of Justin Hilliard and then you have another game where you see a lot of Taraja Mitchell. You know what I mean? I think
2: the Big 12 would be in for a surprise of the the toughness in the trenches the Big 10 has. Well, I think it
1: would look like uh, the first time we played Oklahoma when, yes, they were more probably uh, spread out and speed-passing game-based, but we were just so much of a load up front that it it, it just tore them up. I think that probably would be what it looked like now.
2: Yeah, I – It'd be fun, dude. I, I would welcome it with open arms, uh, but I just don't see the logistics of it this quickly. If it you've had a year in advance, maybe, but not not a couple months. You know, mm-hmm. it, I don't see it. You First of all, you have to push the season back. You'd have to. You wouldn't be able to do it on August 29th or whatever. <laughs> There's no way. Uh, and then second of all, it, it's just, again, all the traveling, the scheduling. I mean, it, it just, it'd just be so difficult to pull up out of nowhere To think that, and since they got this virus hanging in the background, and player safety uh, protocol is of extreme importance this this year, uh, more important probably than most years, even though it's always important, but, you know, this year it's just heightened, is that, you know, how do you pull all this off logistically Uh, combined with all the logistical problems, just, I'm saying logistics a lot, but logistical problems uh, without COVID, you know, Mm -hmm. so I just don't, I don't see it happening, but I am a little afraid they're going to cancel the season. I saw, we saw where Kevin Warren, the new president, whom I am not a fan of at the moment. He could change my mind. Gene Smith I used to not be a fan of, but he completely did a 180 on me and changed, changed my mind because he's been amazing. Uh, but he got off to a rocky start at Ohio State. But uh, that being said, Warren, you need to improve, man. This spring ball thing is a terrible idea. Terrible idea. If it's true, if the reports are true that he prefers spring ball, I just have to say that Warren is way off base with that one.
1: Yeah, um, that's not, not again the virus is not going to just go away in the spring. We're not vaccine not gonna, a
2: vaccine is yeah, coming. Yeah,
1: that's not going to happen. And you just oh, I, there's so many layers too. You're not going to have players. Everybody, all the all the draft eligible players won't play. Then you're going to ask everybody to the, to what get an ice baths for a month and then get back into training camp again. I mean it's just
2: spring ball is a horrible decision on some, so many levels. It's just, yeah. you'd, I'd rather that if they're going to cancel, just cancel and go for next year yeah. because don't kill the players with spring ball. You're punishing the players by having spring ball. That's just a fact. Now you're again, you're, like you said, you're forcing a lot of kids into maybe some bad decisions of opting out just for the sake of the draft, not because of safety concerns, which I understand some of them are doing, but for the sake of the draft. And I, I just got to, no, this is a bad idea all around. Whoever, if you prefer spring, I just think the leadership of the Big Ten is like er, scary bad.
1: Yeah, if you're, especially to try to push something back when you have some schools having a tough time, like okay, well, it's on you to comply to the standards. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. But we're we're playing ball, you know. Um, speaking of that, Corey, I wanted to talk about this uh, old. A fellow Navy guy of mine, aviation Navy guy, the father of Sean Wade. Kudos to him for being uh, a team Graduate. captain and graduating, by the way. But Randy Wade, um, my again, my my Navy brother, he mentioned that he was listening to OSU podcasts in midweek. And I think and when we, the schedule came out, we were excited about the schedule um, and people were complaining about it. It was
2: about, definitely after hours was put out. Yeah, so we we didn't us. get to
1: handle this. We didn't get to handle... Uh, the schedule release and Michigan getting moved up, and I think he had a valid point. And the valid point was you guys are complaining about the Michigan schedule, and w- just a few weeks ago we didn't even know if we were going to have a season. So won't you be thankful? It's a couple points here. Randy's often said things. You know they're Floridians. I will. I yeah, will we say
2: Floridians are weird. I agree.
1: Well, I will say, and I don't know where he's originally from. I I venture to say he's probably in Jacksonville. Probably oh, once you're here, it infects you, man. <laughs> Navy presence, but I I will say, uh, I don't like I've by by things, Randy, and and I love you, man. I'm just saying by the things you've said before. I understand you don't. You're not into the Ohio State Michigan rivalry like most most of us are, and that's okay. You're not born here. like that's that's fine. But I will say, it's tradition, and it's beautiful, and it's wonderful. However, you're also right that, yes, I'm thankful to play it all, even if it means moving the game up a month. So there's truth on both sides, but I will say this. It was a dumb decision given why they said it. Here's why. We want to ensure that game happened. Okay, you moved it up a month. If you're going to mess with that tradition, that game is the greatest rivalry in all sports and the coolest uh, tradition It overpowers Thanksgiving, Black Friday, all of it. It's fantastic. If you're going to take that away to ensure the game happens, move it up to week three. You moved it up to late October. If you're thinking the season's going to get canceled, plenty of stuff can happen between September 5th and October 24th, right? That's, to me, where I say that's dumb, not on intention. Intention is just to make sure the game happens. I get that. But did you really intend for it to happen if you put it way back in the schedule still? I just thought that was silly execution. Yeah, it's like execution. week
2: six or seven or something like
1: that. It's, yeah, end of October. It's silly execution in my opinion. That's a um, big time for you. Yeah. It it really is. So, uh, yes, he is right though. Like, if we have a season, just be th- – like, look, if we have a season, you can play Michigan on a Tuesday in August. I don't care. But I would rather than them, them on the fourth Saturday in November at noon, uh, in big or in Columbus, Ohio, and hang a hundred on them. But there is there is validity to the point. Like, hey, be thankful, be thankful. Kids like Sean and Justin and Wyatt are actually playing and willing to play and love their school. I can give you, I can give uh, kudos to that because I am thankful to those kids for for uh, balling out for their school.
2: Yeah, I I agree. Uh, I agree with I agree with Randy. Uh, I we I put it up on our Facebook page. You know, what do you think of the schedule? Had a, had a number of people. I mean, I don't know how. I mean, I was paying attention a little bit, skimming over the comments, and had a few people just, I don't like it. You know, and it's just like, well, would you rather just not play at all? I mean, my only fear is they get two games into the schedule and they say nope, can't do it. Too many COVID cases. Uh, that's my fear. I'd rather not play if they're going to do that. Uh, but I, if, if they're, they're putting out a schedule with a full intention of playing, I don't know how fully committed they are to playing. But if their their full, if their intention is to play, I'm just, I don't care. Play it. I was actually fine with an all Big Ten schedule. I'm fine with that. And I, I, I get the tradition of having uh, Michigan Ohio State at the last game of the year. I get that. It still could happen. They, I think they kept the the 14th and the 28th of November open still. I think just in case they had to like do a bye week or something that week, and they had to move it back. I think they were trying to protect that game. But I agree with Johnny. Your point put it week two or three, and uh, if you're going to make sure you have it, you know, because it, I, it, it definitely is not going to get quote unquote better in October if if you're if you're having a bunch of people get together. Yeah, so, could you
1: imagine your doctor's office, Corey, saying, "Hey, we're opening back up for elective surgeries in uh, in September." And that surgery that you have and scheduled the end of November, I want to make sure you get it in case they shut things down. Some moving it to October. And you're like, in case they shut things down, let's we'll say they won't shut something down by late October. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. like, what are you doing?
2: It, it's kind of ridiculous. I agree. I mean, I agree with both your points. and But I agree, ultimately, the heart of the matter is for people to who are really ticked off about it. It's like, I'm going count to give your you a blessings.
1: Pass. Count your blessings.
2: Count your blessings, but I'm also going to give these people a pass, even though I agree with Randy. It's been a tough year. Yeah. We're all mentally on edge, and right now people get angry, as we saw with guys who responded to the letter that Ohio State put out. People get angry over nothing, and it's just like, okay, I get it. You know what, guys? I, I, I I'm not. It's not for me to give you a. You don't need a pass from me. Obviously, I'm, I'm nobody, but. I As far as my reaction, I give you all a pass because I totally get we're all mentally on edge right now and we're angry. We get angry over things right now. I think I've never dealt with more anger from the public in my life than this year. I'm talking about just general going out day to day, doing your thing, what you got to do. People are tense. People are upset, you know, because they can't live their lives. and. Uh, you know, you just, and they're constantly being judged for not being able to live their lives. You know, it's like, well, you're not wearing a mask. I wear my mask all the time. What are you talking about? You know, it's like, it's, it's always the go-to for people assuming that people just aren't wearing masks, you know? Uh, but I, I, I say, I, Johnny, I don't know if you agree with me or not. If you don't, that's cool, but I'm going to say, give him a pass. It's okay. I get it. You know, it's, but because, because what is the schedule? It's representative of the fact that our life has been changed and altered so much this year
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah. it
2: reminds people it's not a normal year. And then that already sets off a series of emotions. Like, okay, my whole life's been uprooted this year. I had so many plans this year that have been derailed. And now look at the schedule. It's completely different than what I'm used to. Just another reminder that we're nowhere closer to getting our lives back.
1: Yeah. I will say this. I, I understand. I give him a pass because I understand the frustration with it. To help that pill go down easier, though, I would just say Randy's point. Well... Just imagine if you didn't get it at all, and I guess yeah, that makes they it weren't easier. trying
2: at all. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, or which we might have interesting. Tony Gerdeman just posted an article. I don't think it's behind the scoop paywall either. Thousands of college athletes opted in again today, while two anonymous ads went to opt out. I think that might be a good read for people. I haven't read it yet. Maybe it's an awful read. I don't know, and I'm over here vouching for it. But it, I, I, I like probably, where he's going with it.
2: I, I Gerderman, uh, I've given him crap over some <laughs> things, but. Uh, uh, on the twit on Twitter, we don't agree all the time. But I'll tell you, he lately I I loved he wants a season
1: on, for sure. Yeah,
2: yeah, uh, I loved his opinions when when he stood up for the OSU on the on the letters. I I I, I got to give Buckeye media a ton of credit. I don't know about Ben and Ari, the two that I really don't care for, but the rest of them, uh, to a person, even people who don't normally talk about these kinds of things, were defending the Buckeye players for speaking their mind because speaking their mind only matters when it's negative.
1: Yep. Speaking of, uh, speaking your mind, old Jim Harbaugh allegedly just couldn't let something go. He just had to point out Ohio State, I don't know if Al Washington jumped on the field for a cheerleading session while they're working out and not supposed to be instructing and said, hey, man, get lower in your stance when you run the sprint or whatever. I don't know. He saw a picture, allegedly, I guess is how it came out. Big Ten Conference. Jim interrupts and says, hey, Ohio State, I saw a picture of uh, Al Washington on the field coaching. You're not supposed to be on the field coaching the workouts until Friday. And uh, so there's two sides of the story here. Nevada Buck over at Buckeye Scoop says right there on the call, Ryan Day says, you know what? Big Ten's going to have to put up a a, a mercy rule or install a mercy rule because I'm going to put 100 on you. And then uh, Dave Biddle came out and said, actually what happened is Ryan Day, and this I'll say is more like Ryan's character seems to be, says, hey, why don't you worry about your team? I'll worry about ours. And then in a coach's meeting or staff meeting or something, later said, they need that mercy rule because we're going to hang a 100 on them. Um, first of all, <laughs> Corey, I'll, I'll I'll let you take the lead. This is the way you wanted to go with it. Harbaugh is a Karen, and uh, you got some argument over uh, about it. But before that, I guess um, Nevada Nevada Buck or Biddle, which one or do you believe on this?
2: Oh, I believe Biddle. Uh, I I believe that Nevada Buck was right, but he just kind of got an exaggerated version of it for, sure. from, from, from a source. And like Biddle kind of looked, dug a little deeper into it. And, oh, okay, so it kind of happened. To, it it did happen similar to that, but not quite like that. Uh, and I guess national publications have picked it up since then. It was Scoop in Nevada who kind of broke the story, but right. guys like Biddle looked more deeply into it. Is how I look at it. Uh, you know, I I got to say that first of all, yeah, Harbaugh is a Karen. That's the ultimate Karen move. It's one picture. I think I know the picture he's talking about because I think I saw it on social media. Unless he has spies within the the program that are taking pictures of everything, which I think would be illegal to do, uh, he probably saw it on social media. on Ohio State publishing pictures, and I think it was Al Washington. It was kind of blurry. It was kind of in the back background. I don't know if he was doing on on you know field instruction or if he just like you said jumped on the field for a second because he got excited over something or whatever. Uh, I know Ryan Day was on the field, he's on the sideline. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, they've shown that many times. And then for him to see one picture, hey, you're breaking the rules is an ultimate Karen move to me. And I had a Michigan fan argument, that's not what a Karen is. Clearly not getting my joke. He actually explained that a Karen is a middle aged white woman. I was like <laughs> oh <my God." laughs>
1: Did you say <laughs> did you say, Well, both age and gender are social constructs, so
2: I should have, but I didn't. But uh no i just like you know the joke went over your head if you th- got explained to me that he's not a middle-aged woman yeah okay actually uh, it's actually a ken i've actually heard it's called a kyle too so i don't know that's, that's, well, gonna,
1: it's it definitely it's a kyle i'm gonna say uh, it's a kyle well yeah it's kyle lamb yeah. yeah uh no
2: uh no but uh and then it goes on to explain if somebody does sing blah blah blah, for their entitled blah they're they're usually rude and i was like well it was rude to interrupt the phone call and and it was obnoxious on top of that, and it's for, and it's for his own benefit, so because that's what the person described a Karen as. I'm like, so you're kind of describing him for me, thank you. And uh, again, a Karen, I looked it up actually. I was like, because I actually had one other Buckeye fan. Are you, are you using the term
1: right? I, I looked Jeez. it up. please. Like, I'd be like, people, chill out. It,
2: it's a joke, but uh, it, to me, it was an ultimate speak to. Let me speak to the manager about mm-hmm. your behavior moment. You know, uh, but. I, I just looked at it and Ryan Day's probably like probably knows the whole story. He's like, he got on and said one thing to a kid, and he got captured on camera or whatever. And you're griping about it. Um, and Ryan, that's why Ryan Day's probably ticked. Because I would be really ticked, too, if you saw one little picture and made it drop the conclusion from it and try to accuse me of something. And, of course, this guy goes into his argument with me, goes into the whole, Well, oh what, you don't care about the rules? The rules are there to keep kids safe from yeah, COVID.
1: Such a, I mean... <sighs> Michigan's just got little very little to hold on to. I think is a dumb move by Harbaugh. You don't wanna get you wanna give the guys that have just beaten you like you stole something from a preacher man in Texas on a Sunday for the last seven years, eight years now. You wanna just give them more motivation? In like, the shoe. In the like Don Brown was probably like, Jim, shut up. He hurts me every time, and you make it worse. Like, what do you – like, he's over there probably going – because Don Brown ran his mouth again last year too, and he got it again. I mean, he's probably over there. What are they
2: going to do? They got that sign now, Ryan
1: Day's quote, I guess, up in their gym now. Well, that's what I was going to uh, say. What are they
2: going to do if they hold us under 100? like Again.
1: Like, what are they going to do if they get whipped again? And they yeah. did. And I like the move. It's an old-school Bo-Woody move. Hold something there on motivation. Remember, uh, I think, was it Bo after Woody shellacked him made a, a welcome mat with the score? Yeah, yeah. And then what was it? Woody, after he got smacked, made uh, the players wear the number of the score yeah. on their jerseys or something? Yeah. Maybe I have that backwards, but I think that happened. Like, that is – I like the move, but it, if you – if you lose again, even after pulling out that stop, not only are you 0-6, you did all that. I've heard reports, uh, Not, I, I feel like the team's probably turning on him because he's got to be an odd guy. I think you got to go at that point and you just got to go offer PJ Fleck money or what, whoever and just got to say, probably yeah. um. he's got to do something. Um.
2: Well, I, and think about this: What are they going to do when when they they hold us to seventy three? They're going to be like, "Well, man, we didn't let them get a hundred. That's what's our goal."
1: Yeah, I love the Ryan Day. Why did you score a hundred? Well, because I ran out of time before I could get a hundred and six. You know, I could <laughs> go, go for three. I you wanted know. to
2: get C.J. Stroud some uh some some duty there.
1: Yeah, why'd you go for? Why'd you go for an onside kick? Well, because you won't let me just automatically keep the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, like I, don't, I don't, um. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm sure Don Brown's over there, like Jim. What are you doing? You you may as well went in there and told him I'm talking about his mama. Like, <laughs> what are you doing yeah, to me?
2: You know, I if he gets a hundred on him, which I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. But if he beats the, the snot out of him again, I hope they interview Ryan Day. He's like, what what caused that? And he goes, all oh, the extra preparation before the other teams got the chance to prep, <laughs> you know, or something. Yeah, like that.
1: yeah, it was Al Washington really giving a bunch of instruction that Thursday. Uh, or what you know, or just online classes. Um, we really got a lot of, yeah, I could just see though, like, yeah, Jim, you may as well went into that conference and said, Hey Ryan, Don's been saying all kinds of stuff about how he and your mama have been going out on the town. Like <laughs> you may as well, like you just buried the guy. You buried the guy that's over there saying no moss, no moss.
2: Yeah, Keyshawn Johnson did something similar to Brad Johnson as quarterback when he was talking trash at defensive end and he goes, Oh man, I'm sorry, Brad, I'm gonna get you killed. My bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much what he did. So Well, Corey, that about wraps up what we have on the schedule. You got anything else to say?
2: Nah, guys, just uh again, I appreciate you listening. I, I understand this is a weird year. Uh, we're we're doing our best to keep it going, to make it a little bit lighter week for you. Uh just we always, as always, we appreciate you. And again, we'll be back next week. We're going to be going on Mondays from here on out, though. That's our new date. So look for us on Monday, every Monday, on the Unscripted Ohio Network.
1: Yep, Unscripted Ohio Network, SoundCloud, Google, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart. However you do your podcast, it should be there. Uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, enjoy this clip of Less Miles. Stick around for that. Um, don't mean to give the guy too hard of a time but it is a funny moment in sports so enjoy that as always we bid you goodbye god bless and go bucks